0: Imagine this. You are asked to join a contest with a rice, being a nice promotion to a role you really have wanted for a long time. And to get it, you have to enter a room, go across it, make it to another another room. And you think like, well, how's that going to be a problem? Of course I'm going to do that. You say yes, and your eyes are being blindfolded with a black heavy cloth. You're thinking. Okay, that's a bit extravaganza, but there we go. Then you hear a door being opened and you are invited to step in. It feels like it's a pitch black room. And obviously you can't see anything because your eyes are blindfolded. You're completely blind in that scenario. You're asked to walk across the room and find the door. And that door is your way out to your promotion. Behind that door is the room where you will be officially offered your promotion and papers will be signed. Now, you're also being uh, asked to collect three keys to open the boxes in the promotion room to get the contract, to get the pen to sign it, and then an identity tag for your new role. Are you ready? You are being asked. You say yes, and you start walking. Oops, there are obstacles on the way. You feel like your toes hit something soft. You steer a bit to the left as a reaction. Bang! A loud noise comes on. Whoa, it's a bit hard to pay attention to any signals in the dark with this noise beating all over you. As you move forward, you try to feel around you. Feeling is now working as your eyes. You try to block the noise away, but you find yourself getting a bit irritated. It's hard to concentrate because this noise is literally sucking out your abilities to pay attention. As you move forward, you suddenly bump into another obstacle. Something falls down. Maybe a chair? When it hits the floor, floor, someone is being hit because you can hear a squeaky sound. What was that? An animal? What an animal? Is it a mouse? What is it? You feel your pulse racing. You continue feeling your way forward. You cannot feel any cues anywhere, but you feel like you want to get out of there. Next, you feel you swipe something and it falls. It breaks. Glass vase, maybe? You're worried now because you were asked to take your shoes and socks off. Are you going to step on broken glass now? You've got no clue. You make a move and you try to go around the spot where you think the broken glass is. Then your hand hits something that feels like a key. Yes, it's a key! You get this sudden rush of excitement, like a reward for solving the first piece of the puzzle. It feels good to get the sense of accomplishment of knowing what you needed to get done, and you succeeded in the first task. Your speed takes you on, and now you're in a full motion. Your hands are sweeping all over the place, trying to find more items to touch on. And then you walk directly into what feels like a wall. And you hit your head on it, too. Oh, that hurts! You touch the wall, and what the heck, it's a wall, but there's absolutely no door on it. And it feels like it continues and continues and continues. How big is this world? Then you hear a sound. At the same time, you get a feeling there's somebody else in this room. Who's there? You ask. No response. Who's there? No answer. You're starting to feel a bit uncomfortable. You turn around and you try to get a sense of direction you came from. You cannot feel any obstacles around you. It's like the room has gone completely empty all of a sudden. How are you going to find your way back or any of the remaining keys? You're getting anxious by the minute and just frustrated. It feels like you're blind folded, trying to reach to your goal and get done what you wanted to get done. But it's impossible in a dark room. It's impossible when you don't have any idea what's in there, what's on your way, how big the room is, how long this is going to take, and even if you ever get there. And then there's this constant noise that is making it harder to focus on the task at hand. And who the heck is this other person in the room? This is not what you thought it would be when you raised your hand up for an ad-hoc idea about something that sounded like a great idea. I know you're going to thinking like, what the heck is this episode (laughs) about? Uh, I'm hoping that you see where this is heading, my friend. Welcome to the world of random acts of talent marketing and all of these ad hoc ideas that we pursue on a daily basis. And this really is building a Modern Employer Brand Podcast. And I really am your host, Zanarantan, and I have not gone mad. It's just that, you know, it's important to talk to you about what needs to get done in order to get clarity about what you're doing. And that's what we're going to talk about Google Analytics, because that's your map. That's your that that's your tool uh, to help you to understand uh, how you're doing in your employee branding and in your talent marketing efforts. Because if you are working with your eyes blindfolded all the time, you are walking further and further away from professional talent marketing career. You don't want that room to happen to you and that room. I know it sounded mad. I mean, I kind of felt mad just like reading it out, but um at the same time, sometimes when I look at what talent marketers are doing without analytics and with all those random acts of marketing and all those ad hoc ideas, you know, it's kind of equivalent to that mad room scenario. But let's talk about Google Analytics. Uh, I'm sure, I hope you know what Google Analytics is, uh, even though you may not have ever used it, but I hope you've heard about it. So let me just summarize it. It is a website measurement tool. Uh, obviously owned by Google uh, that collects and stores data about the traffic to your website, uh, to your career site, to your job site, uh, as well as what those people who go to your website, what are they actually doing there? Now I want to, um, I want if, if this is unfamiliar to you, I want to tell you that Google Analytics is not actually able to tell that this is Susana or this is Marcus or this is. Tim, who's on the website, is just data bits. Uh, so when we refer to traffic and people, we don't actually know who those people are. We just see that these data bits are going into uh, our website, and we are the Google Analytics is able to collect those data bits and store those data bits in in order to uh, tell you, create your report of what's going on. I want you to type down googleanalytics.com. You don't have to go to the website right now because I'm not going to get I'm I'm got, no, this is not a tutorial what to do there. Just so that um you know maybe after this podcast you want to go there and uh, take a look. At the most basic level Google Analytics or GA collects, stores and reports on website information. So tracks and traces Visitors, people going to your website, uh, what pages they're looking at, uh, how long they are there for, what seems to be interesting to them, you know, where they came from, and so on. And all of this information is important to you as a talent marketer because when you look at this data, let's say weekly or bi weekly or monthly, uh, over time, you will start to see a pattern. You will start to learn what are the topics that are interesting to your talent audience or your target audiences who come to your website? What are they most interested in? And where do they come? Where do they find your website? Where do they come from? So if you know that they never come from, let's say, you know, Facebook, then you would know like maybe we shouldn't put any money on Facebook. Now, the next question is, why is this important? So even though we have a website, if nobody knows that it exists, it cannot be found. If we never invite anybody over, nobody will ever visit it. Our website will, in that case, exist only for us, for ourselves, but not to anybody else. So that's what we tell that's what we market our website to other people. So when you promote your blog post, when you promote your career stories, when you promote your uh, uh, job posts, when your marketing department promotes your current affairs, your products and so on, that is about telling other people that we exist, this is what you can find on our website and those marketing act- activities, actions, they are about you know, wanting to get people to visit your website. And we put the website domain, the address of the website to our job posts, to our social media bios, to our adverts and marketing collateral outside our website in the effort of, you know, people coming to our website. We promote our website to our customers, to our job seekers, so they can visit and they can learn about us, so that they, you know, maybe want to buy from us or apply to our jobs and when we do the marketing and all this promotion, it costs money. It costs in your working time, and it costs in the marketing money. So it's only right that we check and make sure that it works, and that's what your website Google Analytics, your website GA, will be able to tell you. Now, GA Google Analytics it collects the data and stores it for you, gives you the tools to create reports to find out who are visiting your website, where they're coming from, which pages are they looking for, which buttons are they clicking, how long are they staying on your website, uh, are they wh- whining, uh, finding what their way through uh, like you want them to, like you plan them to. And without monitoring your website analytics, you don't actually know uh, what the people Uh, are doing on your website or if anybody's coming to your website when you promote it on social media or you don't actually know why you're not getting applications to your job post even though you advertise it heavily elsewhere. So the numbers will tell you all of this and when you learn to read the numbers you will learn where are the loopholes that you need to fix in order for your time marketing to work for you. The greatest value of analytics is that with those numbers, with those facts, you are able to see what works and what doesn't, and then make decisions about your talent marketing activities and actions. Now, Chris Mercer is known as um, a Google Analytics guru, and he has this really interesting blog on the website measurementmarketing.io. I'm sure he's using Google Analytics to measure your visits and my visits to his website. It's a fantastic source of Google Analytics information. I will put a link up on the theme article block of this podcast episode for you to check out. I definitely want you to go to Chris Mercer's blog, measurementmarketing.io, because he's really good. Go to modernemployabrand.com slash podcast56 to find this link and what I tell you next is from his blog post how Google Analytics works in the words of Chris Mercer and a little bit of Susan as well I didn't copy paste this all so uh, Chris wants to point out a couple of things about how Google Analytics works the first thing is cookies And now we're not talking about chocolate cookies or anything like that. We're talking about website cookies. And as a marketer, you need to know what website cookies are. Uh, These days with the GDPR fully enforced, when you enter a website, you are being asked to accept their cookie policy. So cookies are these small bits of information that are stored on our computers. And your cookies are unique to your IP when mine are unique to mine and the browsers that we're using. And those cookies, while they can't identify you as a person, they will be able to identify your device. Anyone using the same device, accessing internet in the same browser, leaves the same cookie on each of the websites that they're visiting. What Google Analytics does, it detects and stores that ID inside your cookie. So when you come back, let's say to my blog, my analytics knows it is that it's the same cookie, the same ID. I don't know who you are, but my analytics know that somebody using your device, your browser, the same one that has been, has been to my website before is revisiting my website. When my Google Analytics sees your cookie ID, um, it can see which pages you click on my website, how long you stay. So the information I get is, for example, uh, that first of all, that you have found my website. You came here. You found it from somewhere. And when I go through to my Google Analytics, I can see it was, for example, on Facebook. You came to my website from Facebook link. Then I can see that. You landed on my podcast episode number so-and-so, and and then I could see that you spent, for example, one minute and 36 seconds on my episode page, which I see that it's really short time for an episode. Uh, So that would be concerning to me. I would think like, this is not interesting to you, or you didn't like the way I wrote it, or, you know, something's up. Uh, And then you left, and you did not click on any other pages on my website. If you come back again from the same device, my analytics are going to tell me that there is a return visitor, which makes me very happy because you must have enjoyed your one minute 36 seconds anyway uh, when you uh, you know do whatever you did on your first visit to want to come back. Now, imagine if you could get all of this and more about your talent audiences, how much better off would you be with, you know, making talent marketing and employer branding decisions? You would be so much better off. So another thing Chris Mercer wants us to know about Google Analytics is, uh, users versus sessions. So Google Analytics is tracking two types of sort of primary, um, things for the better word, Um uh, Users are people, you know, coming and going, as in, you you know, going to your website and, uh, you know, browsing the content. And then we have new users uh, who come from a device and a browser that has not been on the website before. And then we have returning users who are coming from the same device, same browser, again, making a return visit. visit. And then we have sessions, uh, which is, uh, means that each of the visits a user pays to your website. The third basic thing Chris Mercer wants us to know is how to make Google Analytics useful. Now, Mercer notes that Google Analytics is a huge muscle, and uh, it surely feels overwhelming to access the tool first and the second time and the third time around, Uh, when you try to make sense of it. And it's very easy to end up clicking this and that and the other, getting all sorts of reports without really understanding any, any of it at all. So basically what will help you out tremendously is that you choose to be the driver of your Google Analytics vehicle. Don't end up in the passenger seat. And how you do this? is obviously uh, that you first decide what is the information that you want to collect repeatedly. And then you put that into a report to understand it better. And then you just ignore everything else that's available. Just go and take that information. And in this episode, I'm not going to talk about the tools that will help you do this, but just know that there is a tool called Data Studio that will allow you to very easily collect the th- things that you need to put it into a nice visual report format and, uh, you know, just click on your Data Studio sheet and you'll always get the most updated information about your website. Know that it's that kind of thing is available. Not going to mess up your mind with that in this episode. So analytics matters to you only if you collect the same metric over and over again based on a timeline. And then you compare the data you collect within that same metric to those times before. For example, in my business, Emina, we collect Google analytic data every two weeks, and we make a proper analysis every month at the same time. We collect the same data. But what changes, obviously, is the period of time when we collect the data, so we call, if we call, we'll collect monthly uh, and bimonthly. and then we compare the same data. So how did this look like last month? What about the last quarter? What about the same time last year? And for example, the last year with the pandemic, obviously, you know, you go, we we got all sorts of you know data that sometimes made us wonder what's going on, but then we would go and look at the same time a year before and compared to that and see, like, is this really different or is it not? So data on, it, uh, on its own really means nothing, but it means everything when you can see how things that you are measuring, following are being changed over time and how your marketing is, is impacting that those changes taking places. So what happens when you collect just random data is that you have random bits of information that you can't compare with anything and you don't know what that even means. So that would be a waste of time. And, but once you have what is called trend data, as in a collected number of information where over timeline, let's say yep, like a quarter or six months or even a year or two years, you see how the same thing, the same metric, how it keeps changing over time. You can compare the data uh, to your marketing activities. If you see pikes in your report, you can uh, check the date and see like, what did we do at that time to, to get that increase in something, let's say an increase in our career page traffic. Uh, oh, we had an advert up for two weeks on Facebook. Was it that? Let's check the data source. Where did the, data came, uh, the traffic came from? Oh, it came from LinkedIn. What the heck? So we paid for advertising in Facebook, but that didn't actually generate a spike in our career site traffic. What went on LinkedIn then? Something must have. Let's look at what were our top visited pages last month. Now we can see a huge spike with a career story about one of our employees. On a basic level, you would not know where the people came to the career story, but you could ask the colleague who the story was about, if they knew why there was so much traffic to their story. And then you could find out like, oh, they'd be promoting and sharing it like heck on LinkedIn, generating probably that traffic from LinkedIn. So what did you learn from your data? You learned that your paid ad campaign failed to generate you traffic to your career site. But you also learned that uh, that that you uh, the LinkedIn career story, your employee promoting you know, on their own time and on their own accord, their career story was able to generate a spike traffic to your career site. Unless you detect the ad campaign data, you would not be able to tell, you know, why your ad campaign failed. If a campaign doesn't generate traffic, the problem could be in many areas. The ad copy was not good. The image did not catch attention. The targeting was not done correctly. Your ad did not win in the ad auction on Facebook. There are several reasons why not. Your campaign was not on for long enough. The audience you wanted to reach did not see your ad and so on. So unless you detect the ad campaign data to that specific, you would only see from Google Analytics that your paid ad, make, ad campaign failed to generate traffic. And, but then you would have to actually use your Facebook analytics to understand what went on there. So Google Analytics is only measuring what's happening on your website. You can see where people come from, but you don't know if they didn't come from Facebook, you don't know why not. So you would also learn from your analytics that your LinkedIn seem to work to generate traffic to your career site when an employee shares and actively promotes an article on your career site to their own networks on LinkedIn. With this information, you could... Make decisions of oh maybe we should write more career stories, good enough career stories for those employees whose stories they are about that they would share and actively promote their articles on their to their networks on LinkedIn, and maybe we should pick employees who are active on LinkedIn because that would increase the likelihood of them wanting to share and promote their, that article on LinkedIn. And then maybe we should check this Facebook advertising thing and uh, either figure out what's going on where our advertising is failing, or if you already know why it's failing, make decisions about that. I have a little commercial message about the telemarketing school for you. I'm going to make it really, really short. I just want you to know that we are learn- we are launching soon, uh, and if you would love a career in talent marketing, but you don't know what you need to know, where you can learn uh, those important skills and understanding required to get a career in talent marketing, then Talent Marketing School is going to be developed for you people like you so go to modernemployerbrand.com and check out talent marketing school because we are launching in you know within a couple of months get on the wait list now and you will be invited to check in the talent marketing school among the first ones when we launch so go to modernemployerbrand.com and click on the talent marketing school link that's all i want to advertise to you What you really need to know about Google Analytics is it's like your Google search bar on your browser. When the when the the, the search bar is storing information and, and data about what can be found on the internet, your Google Analytics is holding information and data about your website. And one of the basic skills with Google Analytics is is to learn to ask questions that you want to get answered. And those answers Uh, are what you need in order to take decisions about your website or your career site-related marketing. Now, Chris Mercer advises that there are two types of questions we can ask Google Analytics. The other one is result-oriented questions like how many open applications did we receive last month through people just visiting our career site? And the other one is how this came to be questions, such as how many people saw our open application school reaction. So what this means to you is for all of the people who visit your company website, how many people saw your open application page? Out of these people, how many became inspired enough to react to what was being said on that page so that they actually left their open application for you? Do you think this could be important to you, relevant information to you, information that would help you to make better marketing decisions? I should think so. Because you could always get more and better quality with less work and less advertising money if you knew what works and what doesn't. And that's what professional talent marketing is all about. Now, it's super easy to do recruitment marketing and see results. Campaigns are short, as short as your application period, and the evidence is very concrete, an application. and You will follow through, analyzing which applicants meet your expectations to go forward and which don't. So, it's just simple math. I got this many applications. This many applicants met our criteria, this many applications were invited further, and this many met our expectations after the interviews, and we would call them good quality. But then what about measuring the impact of your employer branding efforts? The thing with employer branding is that it's a long game. So you are totally blindfolded with employer branding unless you first understand the difference between recruitment and marketing that is leading to getting applications fast and employer branding that is uh, about becoming known among your talent audiences and then becoming their top choice or one of their top choices to apply when they next start making career changes. But you don't know when they next start making career changes. So it could be a year from now or two years from now So you don't want to be blindfolded with your employer branding. The time frame in employer branding is so much longer and it is not governed by your timetables, your schedules, but those of your talent audiences. And each of your talent audience people has their own unique time frame to becoming interested in applying for jobs. And you have no idea whether they are any closer to applying to your vacancies unless you measure your employer branding. And to become Professional internet Marketing absolutely involves measuring your marketing actions and activities regularly. And Google Analytics is a wonderful tool to do just that because it's also free. What you need to know is that all of the data you need is not in Google Analytics, however. So Google Analytics is only able to track your website and where the traffic to your website comes from. But you also need to track your social media activities. And unfortunately, this is something that you need to do in each of your social media platforms to understand that side to your marketing as well. And if you do other marketing outside the web, like career fairs, you need to plan what are the goals and what are the ideal results when you attend a career fair or what is the best way to collect that data, which is often manual. But all of this is required in professional talent marketing. I know I've said this before, but I'm saying it again. Professional talent marketing is about planning, setting goals and objectives, using analytics to track and to measure the right things, those things that are relevant to your, ta- your, your goals and objectives, nothing else. And then taking decisions to improve your talent marketing activities and actions to make it even more effective. Professional time marketer needs to learn how to use these analytic resources effectively to gain the best results for the business who is paying for this all. And professional time marketing is about using marketing and analytics to find out what works and what does not in order for you to take the best decisions. Now, this is the very basic to Google Analytics. More like what you need to understand before you dive into analytics head first, because you will drown if you jump in head first. Analytics is just very, you know, as a tool, as a measurement tool, there's just, it's like an ocean. Okie dokie. Uh, I'll be sure to get back to Google Analytics at another time because um, take this as some sort of a groundwork for preparing you something called Google Analytics 4, which is a completely new thing, which you need to know about within the next year or two, but you need to start understanding about analytics in general. I hope that this was a waste of your time, this podcast episode. I really hope it was. I really hope that you're going to think in your head now that I knew all of this because that would make me so happy. It's just that my experience is that a very few of you actually use any sort of analytics, measure anything relevant, and, and it's just critical if you want to become professional in this. Do come back next week for more snippets and doses of professional talent marketing in the digital age. I hope this was a waste of your time, this episode. But if it wasn't, don't get overwhelmed. Just, you know, go to Chris Mercer's measurementmarketing.io. I'll put the link to this podcast episode's uh, theme blog, modernemployerbrand.com slash podcast56 for you to find it. It's really inspirational and just, you know, browse it and click on stuff that doesn't seem frightening and scary to you. Uh, but you need to get your head around Google Analytics before you can make the most of it. My name is Susanna Rantanen. And hey, if you want to get on your learning path, don't forget to check out Telemarketing School on our website, Modern Brand. Sign up on the Talent Marketing School waitlist to get an opportunity to get in among the first ones when we launch. Moi moi!